Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. The thing is, really, where do you begin, you know? How do you begin talking about that? I don't okay. know. So, well, the concept, the intention of this episode is to say goodbye, right? What are we saying goodbye to? We are saying goodbye to the old us, which is weird because there's an old us every moment, every time we have a breath or every second that goes by. That's the marking of the old us. But this is a goodbye to a big version of the old us. So it might be the version that people have listened to for the past two years and associated with us as we've grown through different human earthly things. But I feel it's goodbye to playing small and to keeping it cute in the way that we have uh, for whatever reasoning that we chose to do so and saying goodbye to that version. So that there can be an understanding or an inner standing that there is a new version of us who has essentially been here the whole time, but we've been playing a role in the in the way that we present ourselves. And now it's truly goodbye to that and welcoming in the true essence of who we are. And we could break that down to like where we come from, what the stars mean and all of that. Yeah. So it's like I'm removing the mask right now, like the human mask. And then whatever you see is what you see. Right. But I'm not a reptilian or anything like that, you know, just to be clear. (laughs) Yeah, we're just from the cosmos, having landed here however long ago we've been on this earthly plane for. And to arrive to this new space, we had to unravel the human layers that was keeping us disconnected to this truth that has always been present deep within us. And now that we have connected that, we are relinquishing all that is no longer true to us to hone in on this frequency that has always wanted to be here. Yeah, because I want to like um, emphasize that part. It's It's where like playing small or not showing up like, yes, we showed up authentically, but not in its full expression because of the limitations or the self-limiting beliefs that exist based on what we are supposed to look like or what we have been taught we're supposed to look like. So it's not, it was never a facade and it's not a facade, but it's more so feeling empowered and knowing it's okay to be who you are, no matter what that looks like and how it's presented. It's like removing all filters. Yeah, all the illusions. We had to navigate these two years the way that we did to arrive to this space to recognize all of those illusions because some of us, some of them we weren't even aware to. Yeah, exactly. Like you don't know what you don't know. You don't know what's a program or what's a subconscious belief or you really have no idea until it comes to the surface and everything does come to the surface in divine timing. It's just a matter if we're going to be open to the moment and receive what's being presented and then take action based on that. 
Because I feel once you have an awareness of something, if you choose to ignore it or continue playing small in whatever way, even though you have this grand awareness and realization, you're doing a disservice not only to yourself, but all of humanity. Because that realization was presented to you for a very specific reason. Yeah, and the playing small, it touches on the fact that our belief is that we're all here on a divine assignment and that touches on where we come from, where the stars originated and returning to that divine mission, which is why we're here in the first place mm-hmm. and relinquishing everything else to help ground in what it is that we're here to do and to show that it is the most important thing that any of us can do. Yes, because for me personally, I would say the fear of being perceived as crazy um, or like a lack of safety in regards to somebody hearing this and then being concerned for my well-being and taking action. That's something that lives like within me. So a lot of the realization from our conversation yesterday till today, uh, something that stood out to me is working with the fear as opposed to allowing the fear to manifest this lower vibrational energy working with the fear so that your higher self and your guardians and your angels and your guides can step forward and assist you in the process of moving through the fear and i think that that within myself was a really big realization last night this morning um, because it's allowed me to feel safe and empowered coming onto our platform to speak about what we are going to be speaking about moving forward Yes, because I really love that take about working with the fear because it's utilizing that energy to deeper fuel your mission here on earth instead of utilizing it as a negative thing, like recognizing the blessing of it. It's mm-hmm. it's basically showing us, okay, this is the next level up. Yeah, and, and oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just that reframe is very empowering because it also supported us in being here right now and being able to have this conversation. Yeah, and with what I was sitting with, with the concept of working with the fear is um, many different ideas came to mind earlier before getting on here where I can see how society as a whole operates on the fear where it gives Uh, strength like you know when you feel afraid of something you're giving it power so something that comes to mind is like the different conspiracies that come about whether it's regarding to man-made illness or um, like a lack of food or like all of these other earthly things that are occurring in 2023 or have been occurring like greatly since 2020 um There's like a spread, almost propaganda on social media from people who you feel are not attached to it, but they're speaking about these concepts and they're spewing the fear. And then now you have a a large group of people holding this vision of the fear. And instead of holding the higher frequency, knowing like, okay, this might be going on right now, but I'm still going to hold the vision that everything's going to be okay. Humanity is going to elevate no matter what is at play people are feeding this fear and it almost makes you feel good when you're feeding the fear when you're in this frenzy and you're like oh i gotta prep for doomsday i gotta prep my cabinets i gotta do this you feel like you're taking action and you feel that you're one step ahead like oh i'm put onto this information they're not gonna get me but no you're holding that frequency of whoever they is who wants to get you you're contributing and you're aiding to the success of that vision through the fear 
So to counteract that, you have to work with the fear and hold the highest vision, the highest timeline, knowing what your soul knows and feeling that to allow us to move forward. And that's like the deeper explanation of what I was sitting with earlier, recognizing how so much of my life I have been feeding the fear, even though I have these concepts of not feeding the fear and holding a higher timeline, I wasn't actually integrated and process uh, practicing that. I was still lingering in and out of those fear waves. And then last night, today, it was like, wow, that's so opposite of everything that I'm saying. I need to actually start practicing it. And it was such a nice revelation that came forward in the way it did. Yeah, it's, it was really beautiful because it also touches on how we can have consciousness and self-awareness of things that are at play, but still not have it be an integrated practice part of our life and how that's possible because we've had conversations where it's like, oh, so-and-so has this level of awareness or I myself have this level of awareness. How is this still perpetuating in my reality? And it's bridging that fear that can be lingering within us that's keeping us away from our power. That's part of the agenda of certain things that are going on in the external world. Yeah, exactly. And um, something like an example of to like elaborate a little bit further, the hood healer, if anybody follows her, she posted something a while ago, how she was using the the haters energy to manifest her house because she put it out there that she was buying a house, I think, like on water or something like that. On a lake. And she On a lake. And she knew that um, there would be people who would be hating on her success and like visualizing her on this property and that would aid her in accomplishing this goal. And that's the same concept. We are so strong and whatever image we hold mentally is the image that is going to manifest. So it's really realizing what image are you holding and what are you contributing to manifesting and yeah. where you want to direct your energy. It's such a powerful concept because no more is there space for us to just go along with what's at play and think that we don't have power and say in what it is that we're experiencing and yeah. working through that fear is so essential and working with it and not being like victim to it but mm -hmm. recognizing that this can be utilized as a form to get us to the next step and to where we aspire humanity to go and just life on earth because everything can be used for your benefit if we choose to. It's that reframe yeah. really like on a larger scale that there is nothing here that can keep us away or disconnected. Although it's been like a two year journey in with the podcast in unraveling all of this where it's gotten to the point where now we're able to ground this in, in a way where it's sustainable, long lasting, and we have a deeper understanding of the importance of this work and how vital yeah. and essential it is. Like it's, it's gotten to the point where we've received this new awareness, this deepening of knowledge of remembrance that we've always carried as to what it is that we're here to do on earth. And that has overpowered anything that we have associated with that has kept us removed from this divine mission. Exactly. Because I feel like like that's why the concept of the fear I feel stepped forward is to really explain. Like we knew 
or we knew as much as we could know our purpose and we have this driving force inside of us to spread the message and you know to contribute to humanity's success in the way that we feel called to but then we also would have the different lingering fears and we would show up to the capacity that we felt safe to but we were still limiting ourselves in the things that we spoke about in the way that we presented ourselves and i feel like you know it takes time it takes time to give yourself the courage to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to be seen. And there's no going back from that. Um, but like you said, it's such a divine purpose and a divine mission that I feel that that love and that light, like, because I visualize it as such a bright light, the energy that is associated with, with it. Um, I'm not saying love and light in the way that like people just say like, oh, love, light. I'm really talking about the energy and the essence of it. I feel like that is able to conquer any sort of like skepticism within myself of like, oh, no, I'm scared. Like, I don't want to do this um, because it's so reassuring and knowing that not that time is ticking because time is like it's whatever, but wanting to do what I'm here to do sooner than later and not waste more time so that the message could really be felt, expressed, seen, and experienced, not only by myself, but all because we're one. It's a deepening of awakening, you know, that concept that circulates with like spiritual awakening. That's what it feels like when I was reflecting on our conversation from yesterday. Like this feels like an awakening, but it's not the same as when um, certain information comes online within oneself, mm -hmm. but a deepening of that same thing, because when I can speak to my first awakening, I can't even trace it back to a specific moment, but when new information that has shifted how I perceive the world comes forward, it's like, okay, how can I integrate this? Because I have the awareness and the understanding now how important this new, this new information that I have has, has the purpose to serve me in a greater way that helps me connect deeper with the oneness and to help humanity at large. So mm -hmm. it feels like a deepening of that to the point where it's connected to what we chose and decided on before even coming to earth. Yeah. And I'm glad you say that because it kind of connects back to what I was saying in the beginning of uh, recording this episode, where if you get presented information and you don't do anything with it, you were presented for a reason. So that information is going to continue circling in your field until you take the action necessary. And it's so important to realize when you hear something that sparks that curiosity within, what is it trying to tell you? You know, our soul understands that frequency, even if the human intellectual thinking mind doesn't. The logical mind might want to keep us safe in the way that it it has been taught to, but the soul is so expansive, so it knows how to go beyond the limits of the thinking mind. And if you do get exposed to some sort of concept or thinking or feeling, whatever it can be, really leaning into that will help us continue to ascend. So yeah, it could be a form of like awakening or ascension, but I feel beyond those words because I think that that can de tear people off of the ascension path because you get so caught up in that concept of oh I'm ascending or I'm awakening forget all of that bs you know like those are the human words that we're putting on it like step into the heart and feel what you're feeling experience through your feeling instead of the words and the, the thinking mind and it's funny because if that's why before we started recording 
you were like, I could sit here just smiling. And it's like, yeah, because you're in the frequency of that. We can communicate telepathically or we can just experience the feeling instead of being worried about like, oh, what the mind has to think or say. Yeah, it's so cool to recognize and to elaborate further on what you were saying, to just feel into it. It's true. And recognizing the deeper we feel into it, we can recognize if and when the mind does start to creep in. It's a very subtle shift, but becoming aware of those shifts is really beneficial to following the path and the nudges that the heart wants to lead us in. And I feel that that's a practice and it comes with a level of awareness and curiosity with the self to uncover Mm -hmm. what it is that's being spoken within us to get our attention because the world is always speaking to us as as we're experiencing and taking action or not taking action. The world is responding to all of that. And I feel that that's something more recently we've been been able to identify more frequently, the cycles at play and recognizing when patterns are surfacing for us to make a change or to um, communicate something to us. So the more that um, we can all do that, the more that we can move in the direction that is supportive to anchoring in more light into the planet and so this human experience yeah and I feel like that ties into the saying goodbye to the old version of us because here we are episode 99 we have 99 episodes on how you can help yourself (laughs) in this earthly plane every episode is you know there's gems dropped throughout the episode you have to be listening and if you hear the message you hear it if it's for you so there's 99 episodes about how to maneuver life on earth And I feel the next stage, like what we are welcoming in, is going to be more so on an energetic basis where the materialistic world isn't going to be the focus or like how to operate in the 3D world isn't the focus. It's more beyond that, what the soul's true understanding and frequency is. So if you want tips on how to maneuver life on Earth, episode one through 98, that's all for you. And I feel like even moving forward, we are still going to be, because we are still here on earth. So there are things that are going to come up, but again, it's like eliminating the playing small and connecting everything to a human experience. We're going to be thinking outside of the box, speaking in a more, uh, there's a word you used yesterday on our Instagram story. What was it? An abstract. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so things might sound more abstract, but it's really so that we can encourage the the new way of being in terms of feeling into the frequency of things to understand it that way. Yeah, because energy is abstract and it's this human plane that is more structured to conform and support the logical thinking mind. But what we're saying goodbye to is that concept of thinking logically in terms of our experience or how we're perceiving things and stepping more into the energy, into the unseen energy and letting that be the guide as to how we continue living life on earth that is supportive to the frequency that is true to us in this new way of our being. Yeah, returning back to 
because I could say like, oh, it's returning to the simplicity, but it might not sound simple in this very moment because it is an abstract concept and it's been a journey to get here. You know, we didn't just go from one moment to the next. Well, we did one moment to the next in the conversation we had, (laughs) but it's been so many steps to then allow us to be like, yeah, we're going to do this. We are going to embody this and we're going to live our life from this space. Yes, because it really does come to a point. I just really want to emphasize this because, and we've talked about this on so many previous episodes where the nudge to do different than what we have been doing, it gets so strong. It gets to a point where like you cannot ignore it anymore and you have to make a change. And that's where we are now where it's like, it's no, it's just impossible to look the other way at this capacity that we're now holding. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's so beautifully said because there's no way. And I know it can sound funny, but I know between you and I, we were saying it. It's like, I can't relate to the person I was yesterday morning when I woke up. Mm-hmm. It's like, I see the world with a totally different lens right now where I could see if I wanted to a dragon in my front yard, you know, like any, like my mind is open to the unlimited possibilities, no matter how ridiculous they may sound to someone somewhere yeah and it's removing that like that idea of it being ridiculous to someone out there like that is no longer relevant we don't care Mm -hmm. it is what it is because this is the truth of our reality and the more that we're able to welcome that in the more that we can anchor that in for others and experience that reality this knowing that we have within us we can now see it with the human eyes feel it and experience it through our human senses because we're welcoming in this new and this new essence that has always been present we've just unraveled all the heavy weight from the density of the 3D world to now be able to see clearly what has always been yeah exactly like removing the limitations that were holding us back in some sort of capacity so since we're going to be saying goodbye and like introducing the new should we in this episode talk about the breakdown of what the sistars are and like what that means? Sure. <laughs> All right. So you want to start the story? Uh, okay. So many light years away, many moons ago, if you're speaking in the terms of the human language, but really in terms of light, it's been light years in the making to arrive to where we are now. And we come from a place Zanaya, which is the um, common dialect of the place that we come from. You can call it a star, you can call it a planet, it's all subjective, but it's our home energy. And from that home energy that's out in the cosmos, we agreed to come here to Earth to help in support of raising the energy and anchor it in to help the people of earth to remember the truth of this and to further spread the light so that it is something that takes over and is the guiding force on this earthly plane instead of the dark forces that try to um, push their agendas. Take it from there, sis. (laughs) I was going to say nice synopsis because yeah, like um, when I think of it, it's a place, it's just like a light an energy essence of light somewhere in the vast universe 
um, that exists, where it's the creation, the point of creation. And it was there that an agreement was made to come here, like you said, and aid humanity. Because I feel that, you know, this isn't unique to just us. It's unique mm-hmm. in the way that we do show up and express ourselves. But everybody has an agreement that they have made. Everybody has this sort of soul contract or divine assignment that they are here on this planet to accomplish, whether it's in this lifetime or the next or the next or a previous, whatever it is. Um, And that's something I really want to hone in on so that people can start connecting to what is my divine assignment? What am I here on earth for? What is my life purpose? You know, whether you want to call it a mission or whatever it is, Earth is a realm where we are here to experience and learn. And like you mentioned, if it's dark forces or, you know, like if it was the human logical mind or if you want to go back to the time of like when Atlantis was destroyed and some people say it was like the Martians that came with the masculine way of being that overtook the planet's frequency. We're trying to help reverse that, bring it back to the state of neutrality, of harmony. So, you know, I know that there's so many star seeds that believe in their mission as well. And that's like a common term that has been um, spreading, you know, more recently than not. Um, But everybody is here with a purpose. And our purpose is what we've connected to, like this assignment together, where we've agreed to reunite on this earth and come together sharing the word and the medicine in the ways that we feel Uh, called to and that's really with elemental magic and sound the frequency of sound yeah and what we just recently remembered is through amplifying the connection of oneness through sound and the many ways that we work with the sound element and the elemental magic to bridge that and to utilize those tools to further integrate and embody and bring forward this energy to the masses Mm-hmm. And um, just to explain like what a star seed is, can you give like a brief explanation to someone who may be unfamiliar? Yeah, that's why I use the term like that's what has been spread um, recently. But it's, you know, like you might hear the different terms of like an indigo child, a star seed. There's so many different things, but it's like these people, like these human bodies, your soul comes from somewhere else, a cosmic being who has agreed to enter into a contract to come here on earth to accomplish their mission. So like I said, there's so many different groups and different ways that people identify that their soul resonates with. So whatever term it is, but essentially I feel like though that's still a construct within the human mind, like we're dividing and creating these groups. I think it's just a matter of every single person who is here, whether it's a plant, well, I shouldn't say person, but every single being, whether it's a plant, an animal, a human body, like a humanoid or whatever it could be, you're here on this earth in this moment with purpose that you agreed to. And that's the the concept that I want to hone in on, mm-hmm. that everything is not by accident. You know, your parents didn't just have sex and you were created like just like that that was so divinely orchestrated you your parents like all three souls met before that act before the physical act occurred to agree you chose your parents your parents chose you everything is like a divinely orchestrated plan nothing is simply just what it is no Mm -hmm. there's so much purpose behind everything 
Yes, nothing is by chance or simply random. Everything is done mm -hmm. with the highest divine intention. And that's what we're reconnecting to. And that's what we're um, here to further elaborate on and discover the depths of what is there for us moving forward from episode 100 and onward. Mm -hmm. um, because just like we speak on Zaniya, where we come from, it's really just the the origin story that resonates and we connect with. And it's something that we've both individually have experienced, which is so beautiful because we were able to then um, affirm that that is the experience that has allowed us to arrive here and like where we come from. But mm -hmm. all of these things, it's our way of being in these human bodies to understand something that's beyond the human comprehension. So it yeah. speaks to the concept of the star seed. It's really just returning to the essence of the energy that is true. And however it comes out through words will have its limitations just because of the distortion that occurs from something that's so high um, in terms of energy and frequency that then comes through the human body to then be spoken with the language that we have available to us. Exactly. Because again, like to bring it back to the earth that we live on, we are here in this 3D, the third dimension of frequency on this earthly plane to experience in the way of lessons and learning and evolving our soul through those actions. So of course, like, yes, our soul is a higher frequency and we are able to understand this higher frequency. But because we are currently here in this physical, we're going to be bringing things down different octaves to then receive it in the way that this human body and this human mind can conceptualize. But you're able to expand your consciousness beyond this human mind. You're able to turn off this thinking mind and really use like the true soul's mind, your third eye, whatever you want to call it. You're able to receive information that way if you put the effort and the dedication to that. Mm -hmm. um, and what you were saying we both experienced the remembrance separately, it gave me chills because that's so cool. Like, I definitely want to speak on that a little bit because that's not the first time this has happened to affirm our um, history that we are able to remember and to access. Yeah, it's something so powerful. And it like, just to touch on the human journey that's allowed us to arrive here, like we had to get to a level of comfortability within ourselves to then be able to communicate it to one another and be like, oh yeah, you know, like you've been my sister. This goes way back before this human life. And that's something that is so beautiful because even in this conversation, I've been recognizing how we're speaking about these things. And in the past, I feel like they could have made me laugh these topics because of a level of like uncomfortability and um, trying to bring like soothing to my body. But mm -hmm. now I don't feel that way. And I'm really um, looking forward to what else comes forward in our conversations, the more that we anchor this in. Um, but to go back to the affirmation that occurred in the remembrance of our truth separately that then further connected us in recognizing it within each other and to affirm the history, that has been such a beautiful journey because it touches on the people in your life are not accidental encounters. And we've journeyed so deeply um, with love at the root of our exchanges that has allowed us to further remember our history because 
like you said, it wasn't just one encounter. This is something that we've experienced on so many levels. It can touch on the parallel that we've experienced in the 3D in many ways that has led us up to here and how even that has evolved. Um, but it's to further explain that it's so amazing how more than one soul can experience the same thing and come from the same origin, but be split into many different humans mm -hmm. or more than one, however many, and reunite and remember. And that further amplifies the mission. And that's when I feel that's like such a key component on this earthly mission is to remember and uh, reconnect with our um, soul tribe, essentially. Yeah, because I feel that once you're able to reconvene here on Earth with that similar frequency, you're then amplifying one another. And who knows like what comes of it? You know, it's still unraveling for you and I. And uh, specifically last night we were having a conversation. Well, it started yesterday morning, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like it started in the morning time where we were having some different real realizations regarding flow space as a whole and what the future looks like and how we are feeling the call to move forward in a more energetic way as opposed to like creating more uh, physical items and things like that, the tangible things that we're comfortable with because we're here on earth in a materialistic world. But because our soul knows what the future is, whether, again, it's this lifetime, maybe it already occurred in a different lifetime, whatever it is, like, because time is not linear. We know the outcome. We're holding that vision where materialistic items are not a thing. If you want, you won't even have to eat because you will be so filled energetically. But let's say you do, you're craving something, you have the power in your mind to manifest it energetically and make it seem like it's physical. Um, and we'll definitely get more into like that further along in more episodes, but to tie into like what I'm explaining about our story. So as we're having these realizations and the soul resonance of this topic, how we want to move forward, um, we then stopped speaking about it. You know, like we didn't speak really throughout the whole day. Then at nighttime, like we spent the whole day resting. Yeah. Uh, separately. And then at nighttime, we start speaking again. I can't even tell you how the conversation started. But Deandra's in her house and she's experiencing the same thing that I'm experiencing in my house, like internally, mentally. And we were not there like... I don't know how to explain it. Like we were both in this other place. And then once we spoke about it, we recognized that we were experiencing the same thing. And it's freaky because, you know, like you want to think how the heck could somebody be experiencing like the same thing I'm experiencing within my mind? That's right. weird. But like you said, it's a remembrance. So it's not too weird. And we are able to tune in and tap into different places. So... This example is like, I can't even bring the proper words to it, I feel. You know, like I'm not articulating myself properly to get the point across, but you have anything to share? Yeah, actually, because it's something that I've been reflecting on. 
Essentially, I feel we travel through time and space on an energetic level, which then reflected back to us in this physical plane. So nothing in the physical was changed because I was on my couch, you were in bed, but energetically we were in motion and we were traveling at the speed of light and we recognized it within ourselves and then communicated it to one another and we were having a conversation at the same time but that okay thank you so much for bringing it back because that helps a lot like when I say that we were then communicating about it it was at the same time we would text each other the same exact thing multiple times so it wasn't like we were making it up or like you know I'm so far detached from that concept but I'm trying to say like how that actually looked so yes we were feeling things within our body like I got queasy at one point like nauseous I felt like I was moving on the fastest train I've ever been on but I'm literally still in my bed yeah. And you experienced similar things. It was just so weird. It got really uncomfortable at one point that I felt like uncomfortable in my skin and my body. You felt similar. So, yeah. Okay, you've been reflecting. Keep going. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing all of that. Um, For anyone who's experienced acid or maybe shrooms, but it related for me as how I felt when I was on shrooms where I felt uncomfortable in my skin. It's like this level of distortion of um, not relating to the physical plane and it being separate from my essence, my physical body and my essence. And I feel that can help explain what it was that we were experiencing physically while we were moving at the speed of light, which isn't a speed that we commonly move in because of this human existence that we're experiencing. But in this time frame, in this like warp of time that we were in while moving through time and space, we were feeling the physical symptoms of what it is to move at this speed that's not commonly experienced in the human physical form. But Mm -hmm. I feel it is more so relatable and more common in our home frequency and where we come from. And we spoke about that as well, where we felt that we we returned to the origin of light that we come from before we landed here on earth. And we arrive there to remember deeper and to integrate and embody more of that home frequency um, to deepen our capacity to then return here. It's like we got this energetic upgrade in our essence and how we feel and perceive the world through our senses. Uh, For me, I really related with my visuals. Like it seems way different. Um, And just how I like conceptualize life feels different. And that's something I'm sure we'll get into the more we have episodes because it is something that's continuously unraveling. Um, But the highlight of this is the fact that we were both having the exact same experience while experiencing this to the point where we both even said, okay, we're still traveling. We're still in motion. And then it's like, okay, now I feel I'm still like I've landed and you felt the same way. We said it at this. That's the like the freaky part or spooky, you know, like (laughs) as I would be texting you what I'm feeling and send it at that same moment, you would send me a message and you were saying what I just said. And then it got like really weird where you shared a tweet or you shared a post that you saw that had a tweet. tweet. And it said exactly what I was explaining to you. It's just so weird. Mm -hmm. But 
it's really cool um, to experience and to be open to the remembrance because I'm really grateful for it. Um, like you said, I feel like it shifted my my way of being, the way that I see, the way that I feel, the way that I conceptualize things. Um, and then also about the traveling, I want to elaborate on that too, because again, I don't know like in earth time how much time passed by, but it felt like we were traveling so far, so fast, like it got to the point if you have done shrooms where you're like, I just want this trip to end, it got to that point. But we were not on shrooms. We were sober. Yeah. Like, I want to make that super clear. We were not on any type of psychedelic or mind-altering herb, anything like that. We were completely sober. I actually don't do psychedelics. I don't do any drugs. Like, I am 100% sober. <laughs> um, so it's so funny. Yeah. And it touches on the concept of um, like moving through dimensions. Um, like you mentioned earlier, how time isn't linear and um, like w this mission that we're here to do can be accomplished in a different time and space. And like it maybe it, it is already. And I feel that's what happened. Like we move through different dimensions just to help conceptualize like the human mind. If we consider this linear, like we moved in one direction, but we move through many different like dimensions along the way um, that then we popped back into like this new space that we're in. And when you were experiencing what I ended up referring to as turbulence, it's like that shift between when you're enter when you're leaving the gravity force field of earth into this very limitless um like fluid bodyless space where like the possibilities are truly endless i feel is yeah. what we tapped into yes because to speak on it like the physical and i think it's super cool to have the awareness of what the physical was experiencing while the internal was experiencing something different the physical body was very still and then it felt as if there was a part of me what i would refer to as my soul just floating slightly above my my physical body where i can feel the like separation occurring that the soul was entering a different time and space while I was still here and for anybody who ever like astral projects or travels during their their dream time or sets the intention like lucid dreaming like whatever you might have if you have ever experienced it's a very similar feeling where you can see the physical body you know where you're at but you're experiencing a totally different reality in the moment yeah, it was so cool. Like I felt weightless. I literally felt how I imagine people in space feel when there's no gravity. That was like the best way for me to explain what was mm -hmm. happening on my physical level. And I think that is really cool to be able to have the awareness of what was happening physically and um, spiritually, like our essence, um, to then be able to then recognize when those two reunited back again. And I feel it also just affirms the truth of time travel and the misconceptions that we can have on it like we're physically traveling somewhere where it's totally not the case and it further explains how our reality is really a co-creation and like our encounters with people like just how we perceive the world around us it really is an uh work within yeah. And I want to also bring because I was going to say like, yeah, the reality is co-created. But yesterday, 
my thoughts were not where I was if that makes sense like I didn't set the intention beforehand like okay I'm gonna take this journey and see where I came from that wasn't you know like it just happened and it happened to us previously too the time of like when the ancestors came forward and we received a song about um now is the time that's a very similar experience we were just there chatting and then from one second we're chatting the next second we're somewhere you know thank you so much that I feel is like the next level I feel like the idea of life being a co-creation is more so 3D and human it feels like it's something that's rippling out out of my reality but it's still lingering just because like it's the words that I have and this is the level of like integrations thus far but yes because it's true it's literally like we were dropped into this new world and it's like in movies where you're somewhere else and everyone's like friendly and it's like where am I but it's not something that we intentionally um like worked to arrive to but we did you know if you think about it just because time is an illusion but we have been setting this intention this has been the prayer forever and we just had to go through all that we had to go through to arrive and to be able to hold in this frequency just like we had we had these like physical experiences in the travel yesterday like imagine if this happened like too soon I would have lost my mind. I would have been like, check me in. (laughs) I surrender myself. (laughs) Because it's a really good point you made where we have been putting in the work internally to allow us to arrive at that space. And even from the conversation that we had earlier in the day, I feel that 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 was such a grand realization where like many veils of illusion were removed from us, where we had such deep attachment to the materialistic items and the way that we wanted to show up and do certain things. So once those illusions were removed from us, we allowed ourselves the space to then receive more. And I do find it funny because we usually speak all day long that we were not speaking. You know, it's like we were resting to prepare for what we were about to experience. And yeah, had we experienced this, I don't even know when. It happened when it happened at the right time because I can't picture myself, the old me, experiencing that and keeping everything chill, you know? that would have never been the case because of how far I traveled and what I was remembering is so expansive that you really have to have the capacity to hold that and to understand it. That could have like set me off for real, but it didn't. (laughs) I'm usually always down because I feel like we're on the spaceship every now and then I can recognize like okay we're traveling in some capacity but this was very different and I'm always like yeah like we're traveling cool but the first time ever you're like beam me up take me I'm like no stop it yeah I'm the one that's like oh the aliens please come you know like I'm always calling everybody forward and with with it all but yesterday I was like, damn, this is what my sis probably be feeling. Was she saying that, like, she really going through it? Because I got to a point when I told you, like, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like, I was working through that. I was like, wow. So to think about having experienced this even a moment too soon, I don't know what we what we would have experienced, you know, how we would have handled it. 
And I feel it touches on the importance of building trust in this human life. Like that's something that we've been working with and the surrender and the faith of, of this whole orchestration that we're experiencing. Um, because it was the trust that guided us and led us here and was able to support us in holding this. Because now I feel like yeah. the trust is so integrated, it's first nature. It's no longer second nature, a practice. It's on a new level. Yeah, and that ties into like the surrendering where I was saying like, you know, we they say we're co-creators, but I feel that I've surrendered or I've entered into a place of surrender and trust that I'm present. So whatever is going to be unfolding, it's not me actively thinking it. Am I holding the highest vision for myself and humanity? Yes, I am. And that's the only vision I hold. I'm not like, okay, I want to manifest whatever it is, like a thousand dollars. And I'm not doing that. I'm not in that process. So I'm not co-creating my life in that way. I'm just here experiencing the unfolding of the divine orchestration and mission that I have agreed to to be here to do. And that's the beautiful simplification of life on earth, where it's no longer this small time thinking about, okay, let me manifest these material things. And I feel part of the conversation we had earlier in the day yesterday that helped us work to releasing all the material things um, connects deeper this concept where it's no longer that, where the only thing that is important to hold on to is the highest vision that we have for humanity. And it's connecting to the remembrance of that's all we're here to do. And that has allowed us the space to welcome this, even in the fact that like we had these realizations in the morning yesterday about the material stuff that we no longer resonate or associate with. And then we rested. It wasn't like, okay, what does this mean? Like we didn't go deeper into what that looks like in a way that I feel like we once could have, like a spiral mm-hmm. or a panic or whatever. Yeah. And we we we've been welcoming in more rest. Mm-hmm. And it's through that space of rest, that tranquility, that peace where the flow naturally flows, because that's another realization I had yesterday while reflecting is how much um, we've received when simply just being. Yeah, I'm grateful for all that you shared because, yes, it's like that's where the flow goes. It's really the highlight, what I'm receiving right now, is the highlight of what all the work in working with trust and surrender has allowed me to experience. Because I I remember conversations and I'm like, how much do we have to trust? How much do we have to surrender? Like, when is enough enough? But because this is so expansive and infinite, like the universe is, those are questions that are so irrelevant. So now it's just a matter of waking up and being present for whatever the moment's going to provide. One thing came to mind when you were speaking, and it was a fleeing thought, but it came back again. For those who could resonate with the ideas of conspiracy and things like that, because I feel that that's something that lived within me for so long. um, Allowing the self to let go of those things, you know, trying to figure out the who, the what, the they's, like all of that, like all of those concepts, like what the agenda is and things like that. 
even as interesting as it can be and as much as it makes you feel empowered that you're smarter than them or you're onto them, let it go completely. Because if you're really trying to embody the trust and the surrendering, you're going to understand that those agendas that might be at play are at play for a reason. They're aiding humanity in the way that it's going to call for action for a majority of people to awaken or experience what we are speaking about, to push humanity in the direction that is inevitable. And that's a direction of only light. That's a direction of positiveness. So you don't have to combat those agendas or feel that you have to like fight this war or show up in that way. Because all that energy is going to do is going to amplify those agendas that may or may not be at play. What you need to do is hold the vision for the highest timeline of all of humanity. And I feel called to share that because that was something once I really let go of the conspiracies, because I used to be so, so wrapped up in them. Um, I feel that it allowed me to trust and surrender on a deeper level. Ooh. That is such a powerful and important message to share because just to give an example, like what occurred on a global scale in 2020, that could have been perceived in one of two ways. One of empowerment, okay, like this is guiding us to navigate everyday life differently or, oh, this is doomsday, why is this happening to me? So it's just to further, it's just giving an example of what you're saying that is can be relatable to many people. And if we reflect on how we've evolved since that time through the lens of gratitude and how everything is serving us, we can recognize how all of these things are serving us. It's all yeah. a perspective and it's all what we choose to feed our energy towards. Yeah. And I recognized it within myself this past weekend that I was having a conversation with somebody who brought up different like, conspiracy things that... I know about, but I said it out loud. I was like, I can't get too into the conversation because that's just going to fuel that energy. And I was so proud of myself internally because there was one part of my mind that could go there and be like, yeah, can you believe it? Like the creator of Microsoft and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But I didn't. I was like, no, we're not going to do this. You know, like there's more important things to speak about, like the medicine plants hold and things like that, than to feed that conversation and that narrative. Yeah, and I feel it, it also reminds me of what you said earlier about um, all that we're meant to be doing right now is being present. And when we're truly present, we can see everything for what it is. And then we can follow the path of light within whatever is occurring. And that can be like, this is guiding me to connect deeper with the plants. I am able to recognize the nudge that I have to take a walk in the forest when I haven't, which is going to lead me to the medicine that I need for whatever it is that I'm navigating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's really, it's amazing, okay. you know, like just how being present with all of our senses and everything that we're experiencing and thinking of and viewing things objectively and with a higher vision while we're maintaining that highest vision mm -hmm. always, we're able to see that highest vision guiding us in every moment, no matter what is happening or what we can perceive of what's happening. Exactly. And what comes to mind to speak on is like the concepts of victim mentality and things happening to you as opposed to for you. And this concept can be applied in every single scenario, you know, experiencing grief. I can speak to that a little bit. Um, 
losing my father or not even losing my father, but like what people would say, like, oh, you lost your father, like my father transitioning from this world. You know, those in my immediate family processed his death very differently. Were there moments that grief had to be experienced and felt? Yes. But for me, like there, it could be handled one of two ways. You can get stuck in the grief and be so sad and like, why did he have to die? Or how I see it is like, I know why he transitioned. And I know that he's here connecting me even more in a way that he wasn't allowing himself to show me things when he was still present in the 3D world. So like any situation you can think of, you can approach it in with two options. You can fall victim to it and be saddened and take the woe is me approach, even if you don't think you're doing that, but you're allowing those emotions and those feelings to overtake you. Or you can look, take a step back and see, okay, like this occurred, why did it occur? And what is it doing for my highest self? How is it aiding me? And like speaking on my father, the death of my father, I can see how certain family members are so saddened and they can get stuck in that um, spell of depression and and grief. Or I can see myself like looking for the beauty and looking to see his spirit still alive and teaching in an abundant of ways. You know, like so many people who know me who haven't met my father feel his essence and they can appreciate him for who he was while he was on earth just because I keep his memory alive in that way and then like another example if it's not if it's not grief that you've experienced going to a job you can look at the job and hate your life because you're working and feeling like a zombie or you could take a step back and be grateful for all that the job provides you in this 3d world at this current time so I don't know where that message came from, but you always have the two options and try to empower yourself as opposed to falling victim to the to the moment or the circumstance or to the occurrence. Yeah. And once we're able to really integrate and practice that and embody that and just live that and it's our way of being, then we're able to move forward and address what we're really here to do. Because I yeah. feel like that's something that we've navigated and we get it. We're able to recognize it. And even we, if we have a blind spot, something that we're not aware of within ourselves, we're, we're welcoming to being shown this area of our life with gratitude and with an openness and a willingness to receive the message without the shame, the blame, the victimization, all of that. And just express gratitude. Oh, great. Awesome. All right. Let me practice this. Let me work on this. And then just keep it moving and knowing that it's all supporting the highest call that we have and the reasoning for our existence here on this earth right now. Yeah, I feel like that's such a big uh, realization. And we have spoken about that again, like episodes one through 99. We touch on victim mentality a lot and how to help yourself. Um, But yeah. Because it's just no longer that. It's just no longer that. Like, I can think back to um, this, I don't know, sometime within the last two weeks, how I was I was having a lot of realizations about things. Um, and I was brought these realizations through. Wait, sis, um, I have to stop you for a second. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm going to faint. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm going to pass out. Stop it. No, Why? I'm serious. I don't know. Are you okay? Drink your juice. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's the juice making me feel weird. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> don't be, don't be out here on me. <laughs> I gotta drive over there real fast. I know, cause nobody's home. 
I was like, oh Ooh. my god. <laughs> yeah, relax. You want me to get a sample? No. Okay. It's like when the energy gets too high, I got really overwhelmed. You sure? I have the root chakra right here. Okay. Oh. Yeah, take a deep belly breath. Yeah. Take a few, actually. Oh, I am. That was really weird. It's funny because when you said that, you appeared sideways on the screen. Like really? you went from you went from being right here to like you were up here in black too, like just your like a silhouette. Oh wait, hold on one second. Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, please be sure to follow us, like and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself space, space to, to flow. flow. <laughs> Oh, family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> all right so that'll be the episode because i can't even it just goes and goes you know i know like this topic is crazy and the victimization they just have to get it already because we don't talked about it god knows how many times literally we just don't do that anymore That was really weird. That was What do you so think weird. it was? Because it was like from one minute to the next, you were like, like, was there something that was specifically said that like took you? I couldn't tell you, honestly, because I felt so what I felt before, like I was trying to stay present with you listening. But I was like, I'm about to pass out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what was being said. Like, I couldn't tell you. I can't even go back there because I start feeling weird again. Yeah, don't. That's fine. (laughs) However the episode ended, you can end it with, says I'm about to pass out. Okay. Like my heart started beating really fast. I got really hot. No, no, I don't know. we just we just can't go back there because I no, feel like I, I can feel it. That was really weird. I know the last thing I consciously remember speaking about was my dad. Mm. And then from there, like it started getting blurry. You know when you're gonna pass out, like how things start, like it was yeah. like that. I was like, I got to say something fast. That's interesting. We were talking about Jeff. Mm-hmm. What Jeff got to say? I don't know. I have no idea, but shit. Hello, Jeff. <laughs> mm, you know, Jeffy, Jeffy out here. The, I, I don't know. Yeah, Go I ahead. don't know either. No, I was going to say, like, whatever you were saying took me i have to listen back to hear when i'm like sis i don't want to interrupt you but i'm about to pass out 
Um, I think when I, I had said about that we like transitioned out of the victim mentality and then I was talking about how I had a lot of realizations these past two weeks and then I was going to talk about like it was through the reflection while it's like part of my dating world that helped me like have these realizations because I was going to talk about like not being victim to these realizations but like I had to move through them. I can't talk about it anymore. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I can feel it. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god. It was this damn juice, man. Not the juice. It wasn't the juice. I don't know. The juice be I mean, the juice be taking me though. When the when it hits too crazy, it's like too high vibe that it makes me feel like hovering off the ground like ungrounded yeah I'm telling you because I felt like it feels more energetic than physical like I was ready to blast off somewhere and I'm like no hold on (laughs) I'm recording a podcast oh my god (laughs) 